Welcome everybody to the Magic Beans podcast. We are back again for episode number 87. I'm your host tonight and my name is Shorty and I have a whole bunch of beans tonight uh, making up for last week. We have uh, almost everybody, well <laughs> the regulars I guess I guess we'll call us now, uh, starting with Chewy. How's it going mate? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? That's good. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, we also have Cracker. How's it going Cracker? Good, thanks buddy. And we also have Stu. Did I just get referred to as a regular? I mean, you're certainly more regular than uh, Polywaffle or Blaster Boy, who... Are they still around? It feels nice. It feels nice. I I seem to remember somebody on chat uh, going, who's who's Blaster Boy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that was pretty hilarious. They weren't even joking. They legitimately didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) So, Sean, do you know what's happened this week? No, I don't. Uh, Stu and Cracker have come running back to me on the cast because Ties and Dark Flame Ash did such a good job last week that they felt a bit threatened. And yeah, they, they hit it uh, out of the park. Yeah, so they uh, they wanted to come back in and just make sure that they they weren't being replaced. And did, look, the jury's still out there, but yeah, welcome back, guys. Good morning. <laughs> yeah, tonight is Thank the uh, the trial run. Let's see if these guys work out all right. And, You're on uh, probation, mate. Yeah, maybe we'll get them back uh, next week. Chewy, you reckon that's the plan? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. They've got to see what the numbers look like, boys. You got to make sure we're uh, we're we're still pulling the the listeners in. Yeah, those huge numbers. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> they need to give us money like a pyramid scheme, shorty, and we'll just yeah. Wait, hey, hang I'm on. liking yeah. the sound of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are we are way off tra- off track already tonight, uh, but that's good. We're we're good to have uh, a bit of fun, and uh, yeah, definitely good to. Have almost the full cast back together. So, yeah, lots of things to talk about tonight, uh, including yet again another banning, as tends to happen. So we'll be getting into that. But before we do, Chewy, do you want to give everybody the rundown on who our sponsors are? Absolutely. The official podcast sponsor for The Magic Beans is Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. They are a Facebook auction group that have nightly auctions on physical magic cards where you can jump in, bid, pick up an absolute bargain. Uh, I especially love the premium auctions on the weekends. And when you do jump over to uh, jandpatmtgbazaar.com, is that right? What's the website? No. No? jpmtgbazaar.com.au. Yeah, jpmtgbazaar. There you go. Sure, you'll put the link in the show notes. And, we got it. Uh, that'll link straight to their Facebook group. You can join up. And when you do win a, uh, a sweet deal, tell them that the beans sent you. Now, as an added incentive, if you haven't already joined the group or you've forgotten to look them up recently, they are currently running a giveaway. There's three days remaining on it. They're giving away booster boxes and bundles. All you have to do is reply to their post about your favorite magic or Dungeons and Dragons story. How easy is that? That's epic. Mm. I love it. Yeah, very easy. You guys all entered into that? No, I haven't, but I will do after. (laughs) No, I will now. (laughs) Neither have I, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to pick my favorite. Can you enter one? Let's just pause pause the podcast and uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, We'll be back in a minute, everybody. Yeah, exactly. Killing cheese. (laughs) (laughs) were you part of that shorty you were part of that one weren't you i have no idea (laughs) anyway we'll talk about it later yep so cracker you are back on the cast which is good and uh seems to be there's only one reason for that yeah yeah the only reason we get you back on here is uh the ban announcements what did we have that came out actually this morning like uh while while we're all, all asleep this morning well, well, the good thing for me is I'm basically a confirmed regular because of how often Wizards 
bricks things and then <laughs> you're guaranteed like, to be on the you've podcast just got a guaranteed special guest <laughs> job um, security <laughs> it's there's, there's there's been no bannings just to be very clear but there's been a suspension brainstorm in historic is suspended effective well tomorrow i guess technically by the time you're listening to it it's probably suspended already uh surprise oh no, i don't shock. think anyone's surprised. Right. said what? no one ever that's crazy <laughs> Most importantly, when do we get our wild cards back? Uh, never, in fact. Oh. No, not never. That's not true. If when, when, <laughs> when eventually they decide to move it off the suspended list and onto the ban list. For whatever reason, they've decided to put it in this halfway point. Uh, look, we as soon as we all saw it spoiled, we were just like, huh, second best cantrip ever in magic has been printed into historic. Yeah, this will go well. No way this can <laughs> no way this can be pro- problematic. But to cracker there's, there's no fetch lands. Like I know, Brainstorm's I just know. no good without fetch lands. I know lands. it's it's terrible. It's just a <laughs> yeah. useless card. By the way, did you know that it says draw 3 cards on it? <laughs> um, at instant speed. At instant speed for a single blue mana. Look, mm. I mean, I think everyone probably expected this. The justification is that it was uh, it wasn't too dominant as far as win rates go, but it was causing some homogeneity or something like yeah. that. It was just making look basically. If you weren't playing blue, you were doing it wrong. If I you mean, weren't I playing most of, the time. most of the time, was the case, yeah, that's right? true. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just guy control and is it Phoenix are both kind of um, overly represented for what what's you would like. And they're saying, oh, they don't have a super high win rate. Well, buddy, it turns out when half the field is two decks, then you can only have a 50% win rate against the, the mirror. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, your maths is a little wonky there, I think. But, look, yeah, I don't think anyone's surprised by this, boys. No, and no what, not at all. What do you think it does for the format? <laughs> Obviously, you know, the bin chicken, the is it Phoenix deck, is, is sitting there literally saying, come on, the suspense is killing me. Get it, because it's suspended. But, like, that's the obvious, uh, that deck, is that even viable, Shorty? Like is- yeah, Faithless Looting was the main, like, obviously Brainstorm's huge, but you can play- You can ops. still, you can still, yeah, you can still loot, but, like, it's definitely a drop in power for, for that deck, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's still a drop in power for every deck. <laughs> yes, <laughs> pretty much. But I guess that's my point. That's what, like, is, if, is it Phoenix and Jessica Control are the best decks, right? Or the most played decks, the most dominant decks, for all the reasons you just said, Cracker, if they lose that card- you know, and the whole format like drops down. Is 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 it actually going to change the diversity? Do they just play something else, and we end up with the same ratios, or do you think there's going to be like people start going, oh, now I can play, you know, whatever aggro deck or mid range deck that I, I was playing before, or it does does it actually create room in the metagame for other decks, or I I think so because I think one of the things you'll find is. Um, a lot of the really top players and all the pros love playing Brainstorm. It's actually a really challenging card to play really well in terms of timing and what to put back and whether you've got shuffle effect and stuff. So, like, I make light of the fact that it's super powerful, but it's actually really difficult to do a really good job of. Yep. And it's a pet. I mean, we've all bricked Brainstorms way, <laughs> way more than we've got it right, I reckon, uh, personally. Yep. But it's so much fun. And pros love being able to outmaneuver right outplay their opponents and it's a pet card they've only been allowed to play it in legacy no one plays vintage and so like it's a fix that they got so i think that you might see a drop off in the amount of people playing these blue red based decks because their favorite card has just been taken away so unless they're like 
shorty like bin chicken super fiends they, they were in it because they got to play brainstorm yeah 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 good point shorty yep. I, d- as, I definitely as- had um had a uh in our historic event whenever that was a few weeks ago posted a shot in our discord where uh, i had i think it was like six or seven lands in hand i'd brainstormed I, I had four lands in hand and i brainstormed and i drew three lands and i'm just looking at like seven lands in hand none of them being fable passages just going well this game's over <laughs> I'm, I'm drawing a land for the next three turns and i have nothing else in my hand so yep it's gonna be later. one of the worst feelings in magic <laughs> yeah. right drawing a brainstorm going yes and then just locking yourself with lands on top knowing yep. what's coming and you're just like i can't possibly win here <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, looking at the MTG data from a historic event, I don't, I don't actually know which event it was, but it was a couple, uh, week and a bit ago, 13th to the 18th of July. Is it Phoenix, which was 20.9% of the field, had a 61.6% uh, win rate? Its only negative matchup was Jeskai Control at 42%. Everything else, the lowest one uh, other than that was 52% win rate. So, Wizards are quoting in their article, it's only got a win rate of 51.5%, but I'm tipping they're probably including, like you said, Chewy, the mirror matches and things like that. Yeah. Uh, that certainly bring it down when you put it in the hands. And also, the thing you've got to consider with, like, Wizards are looking at the data of everyone in their player base, which includes people like me that are not very good, when you're <laughs> actually talking about higher level play with good people who know how to brainstorm properly, the decks get uh, a whole lot more powerful. So That's probably a topic yeah. for another day, but it's the the way that data is collected and then interpreted is a really interesting uh, factor to these decisions. Uh, because yeah. if they only looked at Mythic-level plays, if they only looked at, you know, LSV and Seth Manfield and, and, and those guys, that's a very different set of data than you know people bouncing around in in gold or platinum right so it's a it's also difficult to then take a, an aggregate across all of the uh the ranks as well because of the you know there's more people in silver than there is in mythic right so yeah it's really interesting and be uh obviously we don't have the visibility to the way that wizards actually look at the data but every time that they justify a decision they tend to you know use spin the data in a in a way yeah, the, that, that suits their the, the, I mean Chewie the, you know as well as anybody you can make a graph read anything you want doesn't yeah. matter what information you sometimes put in it, it just depends I, on the scale you use one thing I find interesting is like I, I spend a bunch of time on you know like magic twitter and stuff like that and apart from the initial oh my goodness what are they doing putting brainstorm into the format this will get banned eventually like there hasn't been a whole stack of complaining that I've seen going on is that something you guys caught wind of was there a lot of stuff that you saw where people like complaining like, about brainstorm yeah yeah no nah, i didn't see much no no people and, were and complaining about the shuffler to- but not, not brainstorm. <laughs> <laughs> i mean normally leading up to bannings or restrictions like this you just see heaps of people teeing off about it over and over again which is what gets wizards attention so for them to have done this without like all the pros and a bunch of like influencers and you know content creators complaining bitterly over and over again about it means that the data is probably worse than we realise. So, you didn't get a call as an influencer then, Craig? No, no, no. (laughs) Because I- No, no. (laughs) Content creator, maybe. (laughs) That's a stretch. Oh, that's great. Occasional content creator, yes. Banning restricted announcement reading guy? Yeah, that's me. (laughs) All right, I'm done. 
<laughs> All right. So, yeah, probably probably not that surprising to get that uh, that card suspended. And I think we're probably all in agreement that it will not be coming off the suspension list and will eventually become banned and then I'll get my wild cards back. Please, thank you, Wizards. That's all I want. Uh, seeing as I spent four rare wild cards to get a common, which makes sense. But anyway. But, yeah, we'll see what happens in the historic. I mean, at the moment, uh, like, most content creators seem to be focused on the standard 2022 stuff, so I don't know that people have really been talking or playing Historic as much, so there may not have been... That might be why you're not hearing stuff about Cracker, because there may not have been much of a focus. And, yeah, with this announcement coming out this morning, we're going to be one of the first people to be talking about the uh, the banning, so haven't heard other people's opinions yet. So Actually, heard one, it thing I, one thing I did see was that... Um, we are not far away from worlds, and historic is part of that format. Mm, yes, that so definitely there's, there's a like factor in the decision. Ten right? days or something like that. So maybe they just didn't want to have. Uh, I don't know why you wouldn't want to have a bunch of pros playing brainstorm on camera because yeah, it's actually really <laughs> good <laughs> magic to watch. Like high level, the top yeah, best but, sixteen players. But do you but, want sixteen players at all playing brainstorm? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh no, you'd have Seth Manfield who Seth goes. Man- now I'll, I'll play three copies. <laughs> Exactly. I was just about to say that too. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I imagine that's probably got to have um, some degree of yeah. factor into this as well. Well, there was a, a fair bit of speculation that maybe, like this, this band announcement was kind of spoiled again because people figured out the uh, the old Wizards uh, website naming conventions and that sort of stuff. So we knew yesterday that there was likely going to be a banning announcement this morning, and uh, yeah, there was a fair bit of speculation that it would potentially be them trying to shake up standard for things like worlds like because you've got the um all the gauntlet events as well the the rivals and mpl gauntlets coming up over the next few weeks and then worlds yeah there was a uh, the possibility that they'd go okay let's uh let's shake up standard so we're not looking at the same decks again and have a new exciting format and ban like 10 10 more l drain cards and see what happens but maybe they uh they decided they didn't want to go down that line and give people free wild cards again who knows so another announcement that we had, what was that? That was earlier this week, is uh, a new tournament series, I guess you'd call it. The uh, ESL, which is, I'm assuming that stands for Esports League. Is that yep. correct? Yep. That is. You've done it. ESL Play uh, have announced a Australia and New Zealand championship uh, series for Arena. So Stu, do you want to give everyone the lowdown on what this is? Right. So, yeah. This is something that we've been, we've probably spoken about a number of times on the cast that there's no real support for Australia and New Zealand and no real tournaments for us to get our, sink our teeth into, especially with, you know, COVID and lockdowns now as well. But so this particular event, it'll actually be, I think, two seasons and that'll can, that'll consist of four events per season followed up by a champion stage. Now these events will be their open qualification and the first lot, We'll start, uh, so event one, August the 7th. The second event will be August 21st. So there's a couple of weeks between each event. And that's, they're all on Saturdays with a, hang on, how, how do they work again? It's going to be <laughs> single. I'm, st- I'm still reading over it all. Yeah, it's um, single limb on the Saturday. Uh, no, sorry, Swiss on the Saturday. Swiss on the Saturday, and that's right. Si- and then top eight qualifies for Sunday, which is a single then, limb top eight. And then you accrue points. So each Sunday you accrue points. You only accrue points once you play for the top eight. Is that right? Uh, it's so confusing. Down no, no, from, from down to 30, 30 seconds. Yeah. And then you keep tallying those points and coming back each weekend, every two weeks, playing on the Saturday, getting to the top eight again on the Sunday, 
all in the hopes of reaching the champion stage, which will be played on September 26th. So it's, and it's two and a half grand worth of cash and prizes all up, but it is really top heavy, right? You don't get prizes until uh, you make the championship and then you have to top 32 the championship. To- yeah, so you could you could finish in the top eight on any of those four events, those weekend events, and you get nothing until you make it to the champion stage. So yeah, it's really top heavy. Uh, first prize, you know, eight hundred Australian dollars, five thousand gems, a set booster box, a collector box, and an uncut sheet. That's all. That's pretty sweet. That's all pretty good. Yeah, and for the twenty fifth to thirty seconds, you get a thousand arena gems and three boosters. So decent prize support. Uh, it's and it's all free, by the way. Free. Like it's a free event too, yeah. free to enter, open qualification. And there was something else that I was reading that I'd forgotten now, but I'll I'll come back to it. So if anyone else, this does fill a gap that we've had in the sort of competitive play arena, for want of a better term. Um, <laughs> space, for, yeah, space. space uh, in our region. The, you know, obviously, we you know we are in. Lockdown again. Most of the country is with everything that's going on in the world. So, you know, PTQs and GPs are not happening, but even our local game stores are again not able to hold even an FM. So, having a high level, uh, decent stakes tournament on Arena is great. Like the timing of this is, is really good. So, you know, shout out to the, uh, the, the team at ESL. For, for putting this together, like as a as a magic player in this region, massively appreciate it. Uh, intend to play. I don't know if you know with having kids and, and all the rest of it, I'll be able to play in all of them. But I'll definitely uh, keen to jump in and jam some games that actually mean something. You know, not just trying to get to whatever level on arena. Uh, but yeah, it is a bit of a shame that there's no prizes for each of the each of the events. Uh, so it's, you know, something, uh, you know, they could have divvied up some of the arena codes or something like that to have a bit more of a carrot to play on, on those individual weekends. Cause it is really top heavy and it's a lot of time, uh, taken to, to play, you know, magic all day on a Saturday and then to come back the next day. So that might be a barrier for some. It certainly is for me, you know, being able to just commit that much time. Uh, yeah, likewise. Yeah, but, you know, some people may have gotten over the line if the prize pool was a little flatter, uh, but uh, I, I'm still going to play in this. I th- still think it's, um, you know, I I guess this is the, you know, we run leagues that can be, matches can be played at any time at your convenience. Um, this is all about a, you know, a, a single weekend or a series of weekends. So it's a, uh, it's a different sort of format to ours, uh, and it's a little more restrictive. Uh, but, you know, we're expecting some some high-level magic out of it, so I'm very much looking forward to it. Shorty, you've got some thoughts on this one? You were talking before the cast? Yeah, yeah, like I'm uh, I'm all for this. I think it's think it's awesome. Uh, yeah, like we had the, the Mogul series, what was that, like two years ago now? Maybe even more than that. It might have been three years ago. I don't know, but that was the last big thing that we saw. We had the... Uh, the Game on Oz team uh, run a, a one-day event that kind of didn't really go anywhere. Um, this is bigger and, and, and better uh, and, and awesome to see. And like you said, Chewie, it's kind of – it feels like it's a replacement for like a PTQ series and, and that sort of thing where you get to you know play your competitive events on the weekend and then it will qualify you for, for something at the end. Yeah, I guess my sort of 
uh, like feedback and like little little bit of criticism is like you said the the top heavy prize structure. Like if you're playing in if you're playing in a PTQ or something along those lines, you know store championships and things like that that are building towards something, you usually you know win something or get some sort of prizes for doing well in those qualifier events. And this is very much. It's like okay, I've got to. I have to play on the Saturday, and the, and the tournament starts at three o'clock and runs. Apparently, there's like set times for the rounds. So the the last round is at eight o'clock. So yeah, it's literally your entire Saturday afternoon and, and into the evening. Oof. Then if you make the top eight, you then have to play the following day. So yeah, it's 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 your entire weekend taken up, which doesn't suit people like us. And then after that, the two days of playing, you get effectively nothing you you just earn some some points and then you accrue points so you're going to need to play like to make the top eight to qualify for the championship you're going to need to play i would say at least two of these events and do well in them if you know if you manage to spike two of them you're, you're pretty guaranteed but if you do you know middle of the pack you're going to want to be playing probably three maybe all of them to actually get close to that top eight and yeah, then you get to the top eight, and then that's when you start to to get prizes. So the prizes are good once you get there. You know, the uh, even the eighth place, like just just making the top eight, is uh, what was it a hundred bucks cash, five thousand gems, and a set booster box. So yeah, awesome. Can't complain yeah, about bad. that. Yeah, um, that's that's pretty good. And and again, it is free. But yeah, it seems like a lot of a lot of playing, a lot of committing every second weekend to playing. And just crossing your fingers and hoping you're making the uh, the top eight, which is, to be honest, that's pretty much what the the mogul structure was like as well. So it's a bit of a shame to see it like that. Um, but they are planning on streaming. I, th- I don't know if they're streaming the Saturdays or just the Sundays uh, events, but yeah, they they will be streaming. Uh, I'm pretty sure our friend the Wandering Bard will be uh, involved in commentary and things like that, which will be good to see. Uh, but yeah, cool, cool event. Could do with a few changes. At the end of the day, probably not quite as good as the Magic Beans tor- tournament series, but I might be a little bit biased in uh, well, who is in who saying is, that really? Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> I do want to, uh, you know, think about what I just spoke about and what you spoke about. Like, we're actually genuinely excited about this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, we're we're not we're not Big being uh, we may be coming across a little negative. We're, we're not. Uh, it's it's something that you know I'm going to play in any anyone that I can get to, and I'm. You know, I'm stoked for this. Uh, it's um, it's great to see some competitive play. And you know, if you're if you're listening to this and you're in the Australian New Zealand area and you're you know free on any of these weekends, absolutely jump in and you know maybe we'll get paired. We can battle. I look forward to that. It's going to be great. Yeah, yeah, it'd be good fun. Um, so I'll, this is back we'll by Wizards, right? For it. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's and I think that's a really important point. Like none of the other events, well, certainly not for a long time, have been fully supported by wizards so both the mogul and the game on oz events were supported by wizards like i said in a long time (laughs) (laughs) the game on oz was only a couple of months ago yeah but they also just didn't do anything right yeah yeah so it's it's good to see that there's something that's like well structured i mean that's a interesting phrase but you know like a structured event from a like a major esports org down here they are the biggest one in the Australian New Zealand region, as far as putting on tournaments and running stuff, you know, I see them doing all sorts of things. There's always Dota and League of Legends and, you know, like Apex and heaps and heaps of, like, all of the, the typical kind of esports brands that you would expect. So, this is only a good thing. Hopefully, they learn from it. Even if you aren't planning on trying to, like, 
grind your way through the whole thing, like just register, like show some interest, even if you don't, even if you can't play like the whole day or whatever, just throw a bit of support behind it. Cause if it's, it's good for the region and that's, yeah. you know, that's important to us and we want to encourage that. Like I'm super confused as to why each of the different events have different points that you can win. It just <laughs> makes no sense to me. So like the first event has a total of 791 points. But the fourth event has a total of 1,158 points. I mean, the points, how random can you get? <laughs> anyway, whatever. It makes, I, I'm sure there's some logic behind it, but yeah. I, uh, I guess I, also- I, I will register for all of them, even if I don't play in much of them. I wonder, yeah. Cracker, they, as you said, they're quite experienced in running other games. And, and yeah. this may be a standard template that, that is accepted and normal across that, and it's just new to us, potentially. Sure. So, you know, it, it may be that in the world of esports, Magic players are pretty naive. So this just could be how things are structured out there in the, you know, the digital world. So I guess this could be the new normal that we have to, you know, uh, get used to if, you know, esports is to grow uh, in the Magic space. So... But like you said, I'm going to register as well. I'm going to play. Shorty and I are going to get paired round one. And, and <laughs> you know, we're going to battle. So it's, uh, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be good fun. Uh, yeah. I may stream if I'm if I'm playing in one of them on a Saturday as well. So, you know, I think that's um, you know, a good opportunity to, you know, cross-pollinate and, and such as well. So, yeah, it's a... Uh, oh, jeez. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can all be busy yeah. bees. Yeah. I mean, the, the reality is we'll probably register for all of them and not play in any of them because <laughs> these sorts of events just don't suit our family lives and, and things like that. So we'll see how we go. It might be the sort of thing, like, it starts at 3 o'clock on the Saturday, so we can probably like play the first couple of rounds and see how we go. And if we're, we're doing no good, we can drop drop. Out, that sort of thing. So that's, that's not too bad. Three o'clock's an all right time to, you know, you've spent the day with the, the family and that sort of thing. So see how we go. Um, the first one currently has 65 players registered. So it would be really awesome to see, like Cracker said, a ton of support for this. Cause even like if, and it's the same thing we saw with the mogul stuff, when these sorts of things don't get any support, they just die. And they they go nowhere. They run them once, and you know they, uh, this. I'm assuming this is a company e- ESL. They just go. Oh, it's not worth our time and effort to do this. We don't get any visibility or whatever. And you know wizards say the same thing, and they just don't do it again. And then that's an opportunity that's that's gone from uh, from the, the Australian New Zealand area players. You know we're, we've always complained that. The rest of the world gets lots of events and things they get to play in and then they finally do stuff here and then we don't support it. Well, we've only got ourselves to blame. So, yeah, definitely register for them all. Get in there. If you can play them, play them, but show that support. Try and get in and watch their streams. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, looking at the points breakdown, if you finish first in one of the qualifiers, I reckon you're pretty close to locked for the championship yeah, top eight. I'd be pretty Seems mad like if, if you weren't. Yeah, like I mean, the, maybe the, like the first one, first place is only 131 points, whereas the fourth one is 181 for the the first place. So, yeah, all it would take is finishing somewhere in the top eight a couple of times, and you're pretty pretty locked. Like the the points drops off pretty drastically once you're out outside the top eight. So, yeah, get in there. I mean, 65 players. Uh, I'm I'm tipping that'll probably be around 100 maybe by the time the event happens. Would would like to see more. That'd be awesome. But let's say it ends up at 100 players. I reckon maybe 80 of them will show up. It's not that hard to uh, to top eight with with 80 players. So yeah, 
give it a crack and uh, try and get in there because yeah, the prizes if you can get to that championship, the prizes are actually really good. And there is a second season of this coming, so that would I would assume it would start up like early October and run through till till just before Christmas. So keep an eye on it. I will post a link for that in the show notes. Uh, go and register. They've got a Discord as well. You can jump in there and, and have a chat. And, uh, yeah, feel free to throw our name around all, all over the place so we can get involved in these things in the future, seeing as we already run a successful tournament series with uh, lots of competitors and awesome prizes. So anything else on that? Anyone uh, wants to add in? Any last constructive criticism for the uh, ESL people? No, I think you've covered it well. Cool. Uh, well done. Thank you for running something. I look forward to playing it. Awesome. All right. Speaking of other events uh, that we can play, there is another Arena Open coming up. Uh, I'll just quickly touch on this one. We've spoken about these plenty of times before. Uh, This one is going to be standard. It's on the weekend of July 31st to August the 1st. So what's that next weekend? Yeah, next next weekend. Uh, This one's standard. I'm assuming that's just regular standard, not uh, 2022 standard. No, regular current Eldraine standard yep same old standard and uh yeah the, it's the usual 20 20 000 gold enter or four thousand gems you can play either best of one or best of three and then if you qualify for day two with your seven wins you uh yeah you're in the running to get either a thousand bucks cash or two grand cash and a whole bunch of gems so we've seen these before they're always good uh, this time the entry reward is a lair of the hydra card sleeve uh, which i think looks pretty cool actually it's yeah, I like uh, it. interesting uh, style of art looks looks pretty good kind of breaking the frame yeah yeah so you know, yeah definitely it looks like getting for that one pathfinder art more it than does the, very yeah, much it does yeah. actually yeah yeah there you yep. go. uh-oh <laughs> oops <laughs> <laughs> oh don't mention the, the that's right the uh the dwarf like looks like a skaven <laughs> he's got like the long pointy nose this is really good podcast material but he looks like a, Ta- a talking about an image our listeners can't yeah. see that's great <laughs> yeah uh jump onto the uh the, the wizard's website and, and take a look you'll see what we're talking about and you'll be like yep. yeah i'm still confused you don't make sense yep yeah. <laughs> uh, so- all right so yeah if uh, if you do want to play in the uh, the standard event we thought we'd have a bit of a chat about the current state of standard so chewy do you want to uh, take away with this one yeah, there's been a lot of commentary about this from, you know, I'm sure people's own play group and uh, any sort of magic group online and, and certainly other content creators all talking about just how stale uh, standard is at the moment. You know, we are pre-rotation. The, the format is huge and uh, normally that's great. That means that lots of things are uh, viable and it's really diverse, but... The issue that we've got is Eldraine uh, being such an oppressive format. So they, you know, pushed the power level of Eldraine and then consciously dropped the power level of, uh, of the subsequent sets. Uh, and what that means is you've got sets like Strixhaven, which is a cool set and has great mechanics and, and some sweet cards, but they're just not as good as the Eldraine cards, so why would you play them? You know, you've got ultimatums from Ikoria as well sort of chiming in there and just, you know, is anybody playing an Eldraine, uh, sorry, a Strixhaven card in the deck at all? And, you know, we've seen... Yes. Uh, a, a, one, a, <laughs> just a couple, yeah. Um, but the, the core strategies are based around the, the more powerful sets, and... Uh, any 
you know, streamer or content creator out there is pretty focused on standard 2022, trying to just get past the current format and, uh, you know, get brewing and, and, and getting creative. And that has its limits because we've only got, uh, well, we don't have the new sets. We don't have the, the, the upcoming, uh, Innistrad, Innistrad set. Thank you. Uh, and there the is. format's only best of one. And it's not without its own problems. Like it's already had a banning uh, that we talked about last week. So, but, you know, there is some innovation happening and, and there's some diversity and some cool decks happening in that format. So I've had a little bit of a look at some of the interesting decks and, and things that, uh, you know, maybe a, a viable strategy moving forward into uh, a post Eldraine world. And there's some cool, cool decks out there um some of them are, are cool and it'd be sweet if they're good and obviously there'll be new decks spawned out of the innistrad thing as well but what i wanted to do is have a look at some of these decks and and have a discussion around whether we think that these can be ported into current standard and and still be viable and as a way to you know freshen up the uh the the format because you know we've got arena open we've got the esl event like we want to be playing standard because there's proper uh, events on where, you know, one week into our uh, D&D league for the Magic Beans event as well. So there's three really good reasons to play standard right now. But, you know, if you're just getting ultimatumed all the time, you know, how exciting is it? So I've got a few decks here um, that I think are, are pretty cool. Uh, so... I'll start while you guys are all frantically reading deck lists for the first time because that's how prepared we are here on the beans. Uh, the the deck that jumped out at me as a very cool deck and a deck that I hope could be a uh, a player in the format is actually an Orzov, so black-white uh, treasure-based uh, sort of mid-range deck, which uh, I think is cool. It uses Kaya the Inexorable, which is a... I remember when this card got spoiled, we were pretty excited about it. And this is a classic example of a card that just got completely pushed out by all of the things in Eldraine. Like, why would you pay five mana for a Planeswalker when you can play a 4-4 Hasty Dragon that makes more yeah, treasures? Yeah, people just like don't that. play Planeswalkers at the moment. Yeah, because they're, they're just, you know, they're too slow. So, yeah. uh, uh, so a reminder, a quick, quick read of Kaya the Inexorable. Black-white three for a... Uh, five loyalty planeswalker Kaya plus one put a ghost form counter on up to one target non-token creature it gains when this creature dies or is put into exile return it to its owner's hand and create a one one white spirit token with flying minus three uh, exile target non-land permanent pretty good and next seven uh, you get an emblem with at the beginning of your upkeep you may cast a legendary spell from your uh, hand, uh, from your graveyard, or from cards you own in exile without paying their mana cost. So that's a pretty sweet uh, thing. And so it plays Eye Witch, Shambling Ghast, which gets big. Uh, sorry, which, sorry, when you, uh, it creates treasures and 
trades really well. Professor of Symbiology, which lets you learn. So there's some uh, mascot exhibitions and um, environmental sciences in the sideboard. Uh, Elite Spellbinder, Skullport Merchant, which is a three-mana one-four, which lets you sacrifice treasures to draw cards. Um, Deadly Dispute lets you sack things. De- uh, Vanishing Verse, great removal spell. Uh, and Blood on the Snow is uh, a really great... Uh, sort of sweeper slash reanimation spell that lets you rebuy your your Kaya. So it's all sort of built around Kaya. It gets a lot of uh, lot of uh, recursion out of Kaya, and eventually just yeah uh, creates a, a huge amount of of one one flyers recursion grinds out and and can just sort of take over the game in the most uh, grindy. Uh, way as possible so and you know four faceless haven as well can just you can just attack your opponent to death after you've killed all their stuff so i, I really like this deck i think it's really cool uh it's uh i think it's a, a shell that uh it could definitely have longevity uh and hopefully it gets some support in the inner stripe set so i'm looking forward to seeing this what do you guys think about this deck i was wondering how you win the game <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's very grindy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, but it just—it doesn't seem like you're you're maxing your value. There's just nothing you can actually do with Kaya. You can't emblem. There's no. There's no legendary you're not, cards. You're not, you're not bringing anything big no, no, back. No, no, you get. Yeah, there's just nothing. No, no. Kaya is a legendary creature, and you an emblem, so you cast it again and again and again. Okay. okay. Yeah. So you cast Kaya, right? Yep. And then you minus Kaya. And then, like, yep. you kill all their stuff. So, you, eventually, yep. they have, like, no non-land permanence and you have a whole bunch of, like, 1-1 one, one tokens. <laughs> How does that work? You've got to get to seven, <laughs> yeah. alt it, and then just, yeah. I get what you're saying. I d- uh, uh, sure. Yeah. It's a the gr- creatures it's- all seem terrible, <laughs> except for Spellbinder. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And you've got, like, a- Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's not my play style. No. I, I do like Vanishing Verse. I think in- Post rotation standard, I think Vanishing Verse is going to be really powerful. Like uh, that's definitely wh- a good card. White, white, black, instant. So two mana, instant exile target, mono colored permanent. The way the mana bases are looking, and with the the creature lands that we've got from uh, Forgotten Realms, it's definitely pushing towards more mono colored decks. So I think that card is going to be really powerful for the grindy. You know, your your Esper control decks and and. I mean, any any sort of black white deck, it's it's slotting straight into there because it's just an awesome card to to deal with most uh, problem permanents and most creatures. But uh, yeah, in- interesting deck. I've uh, yeah, I think it would take a very long time to win. You've also got three mascot exhibition, which also wins the game pretty well. By the way, in the sideboard that you can get from your uh, oh yeah, yeah. makes spells. a bunch of dudes. So, yep. yep. Crackers just reading the Sorry, cards. Sorry, I haven't to read the seven mana sorcery because who's ever cast one of those things? I have one of these cards I have. have got mystical dispute. The, the whole format is about seven mana sorceries. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But they're not yeah. playing them on turn seven. Uh, uh, all right. I, I was looking through these deck lists. You pick a deck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, this one, I was like, yeah. This is called Jeskai Cody. And then I looked at the wild cards and felt like I'd been punched in the stomach. Because <laughs> it's 25 rares and 8 mythics. It's based around Cody. And look, I, I haven't played the standard 2022 set at all. You're going to have to pry my 
petty thefts and stomps from my cold dead hands or at rotation. So I'm going to keep playing him while I can. Uh, but Co- <laughs> so Cody, v- oh, how do you even say that? V- Vociferous, Vociferous, Co- <laughs> Vociferous Codex. Yep. The old three mana one for legendary artifact creature construct. You can't cast permanent spells. Four tap, add Wooberg. When you cast the next spell this turn, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile an instant or sorcery card with lesser mana value. Until end of turn, you may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Put each other card exiled this way on the bottom of your library in a random order. So it kind of gives you Cascade, which I'm obviously a big fan of, but it's a Spellslinger deck. I love Spellslinger decks. I think they're a lot of fun. The only permanent... uh, You've got two permanent spells. There's Wizard Class which is a three of, and then there's Velomachus Lawhold to try and cast your things, and Cody itself. So, I don't know. It seems like it'd be fun. I have no idea how good it would be, but get to play Unsummon. I, I like being a play Unsummon. <laughs> I like it when- the, I, I do. I like it when that's a good card. Yeah. I've been playing some recently. I played uh, a lot of Serpentine it- Curve in, uh, in Limited, in- uh, Strixhaven Limited, and that card's cool. Like, just making mm. giant things, and it looks like you can, you know, make a 10-10-12-12 Serpent here, which is also pretty sweet. Yeah. So, look, it's a very different approach. Again, uh, I don't know how you win with this deck either, <laughs> apart from attacking with the giant dragon and, I guess, some some big fractal creature tokens. You win with but, your, bird, um, your flying birds from your Outruns Epiphanies. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Everyone loves <laughs> taking extra turns. Yeah. But uh, yeah, look, there's there's a lot of interesting things going on here. Star- uh, you've got a Starnheim bunch of the- Unleashed makes a large number of 4-4 angels, my friend. That is how you win that's, the That's true. If you foretell it, yeah, no, that's very true. So, look, there's, there's a bunch of different ways. It's a, it's obviously a very different take on, on what you can do as far as, you know, just having, you know, spells that you can sling instead of creatures to cast. I always forget there were other cards in Kaldheim other than Goldspan Dragon. That's yeah, right. And that's, Epiphany. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, I'm just looking at you the place like together. Hey, hey. Starnheim Magda. Unleashed. Yeah, yeah, Magda. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, yeah, but this that classic example, uh, Stu, like, Starnheim Unleashed is a, like a genuinely good magic card. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you can... I, I played this in the uh, Early Access event because we had one. For that set, and the, I the remember, good old days. I remember making. I don't know. I think I made like eight four four angels at one point in one of the games. Like you know, that wins a game. And again, it's a really nice callback to entreat the angels, which is a nice callback to the um the other one that entreat the angels <laughs> is a callback to the one with cycling. <laughs> yeah, it had cycling. You can make soldiers. Or you oh can, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. So yeah, it's yep, uh, that one. Cool card. Listen, we're old. Our memories are gone. Yeah, yeah. Surely put a link in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know what card you're talking about. Actually, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I do know the card, but I, I don't know what it's called. All right, Stu. Is uh, any of these decks that Chewie's put up here taking your fancy? So similar to Cracker, I haven't played in the standard 2022 event because I don't have any wild cards, and I didn't want to build new decks yet. So, but one that does stand out is the Celestia Life Gain deck, which I've basically drafted. You know, it's yeah, running nice. four of Prosperous Innkeepers. Uh, it's a one on a green. And when Prosperous Innkeeper enters the battlefield, create a treasure token. I think this card is going to be nuts. Yeah, in the new standard. Good. Yep. I think it's already nuts now. I'm seeing it a lot on ladder. And, you know, 
gain some life. Well, no, that doesn't. Yeah, whenever another creature enters the battlefield, you gain one life and create a treasure token. So a bit of early ramp as well, which is fantastic. It's a, yeah, it's like a essence warden ramp spell, right? So yeah, yep. And so it works really well with how do you pronounce Trellasara? Trellasara? Moon Dancer. Yeah, so green and a white. And whenever you gain life, put a plus one, plus one counter on Trellasara, Moon Dancer, and scry one. And uh, it's a 2-2. Two, two. And what I've found, particularly when drafting and picking this card, because you'd always get it, is it can get out of hand very quickly. Yeah, it can get really, really big. And I, I played a version. The reason I put this deck on the list is I've uh, been you know jumping on playing a bit of ladder, and I lost to this deck playing... Uh, you know, current standard cards as well. So it's got the uh, the one one life link enchantment guy and all of the all of the you know mono white life gain, and they just kind of splash a uh, a few forests. This has definitely got more green in it than that deck, but yeah, the righteous Valkyrie is uh, you know something that is a card that pops up in standard every now and then, and you know cleric class and yeah, uh, priest of ancient law. I yeah, I, I want to be a good card. I don't know if this would be in the final cut, but it's... Uh, I think it's good in limited. I'm not sure where it sits in a constructive format. Yeah, yeah. I could see this being replaced by something else out, out of a new yeah. set. But I, I think with, you know, Prosperous Innkeeper, uh, Trellisara, Righteous Valkyrie, you know, even Drizzt getting a run here is pretty good. You know, there's enough life gain... Uh, that will be left post-rotation. And Cracker, you know, this is much better. Only 11 res. It's true. Yeah. It's definitely much more attainable. Yeah. So this is... I, I, I can see this being a good, uh, you know, best of one ladder deck. Speaking of cards that I've never seen before, Crag Plate Baloth. I've never... I have never seen that card from uh, Zendikar Rising. I don't even remember it from spoilers. But it, it's kind of good. <laughs> it's, you know, five and uh, and two greens. With a kicker of two and green, this spell can't be counted. Hexproof, haste. If Crag Plate Baloth was kicked, it enters the battlefield with four plus one plus one counters on it. Yeah, I don't know if this really fits the life game theme. It doesn't, but I think it's trying to do something with counters. I don't know. but It's uh, just just missing trample. That trample would be very, very good. Okay, can I introduce you to my friend, Colossal Dreadmore? Yeah, that's right. I could see this deck playing the band card potentially you know post rotation once best of threes you know what's the book of exalted deeds yeah. um depending on the the mana base option the triple white might be a problem but you know crag plate baloth and priest of ancient law could probably be replaced with some number of, of that because gaining three life a turn in this deck doesn't seem too hard uh, and then just yeah making large amounts of three three angels that turn into platinum angels could probably put this deck over the top without, um, you know, being a focused thing. Uh, but, you know, you could just play Snowlands and play the uh, old mate 4-3. Face the Face the And I uh, cannot remember card names today. A- and have that as an option as well. I You know, if that card remains, uh, if that card is unbanned in uh, standard proper uh, post-rotation, not just in this particular event, this deck is definitely a home for that. In some version, some iteration. What about yep. you, Shorty? What's uh... Uh, like the one I'm sort of looking at is the the Simic Ramp deck that you posted. Uh, I guess you sort of posted these in the thought of could you convert like these are the standard 2022 decks? Could you convert them into current standard decks? And 
like this one here's got a bunch of ramp you know it's got got the prosperous innkeeper it's running the quandrix cultivator which is the four mana three four that lets you search up a basic forest or island put onto the battlefield which is pretty nice running coma got our runs epiphanies those sorts of things cards cards we've definitely seen before that are, are good uh this one's also running cyclone summoner which is five blue blue for a seven seven giant wizard when it enters a battlefield if you cast it from your hand return all permanents to their owner's hands except for giants, wizards, and lands. So a bit of a callback, I guess, to uh, like Cyclonic Rift or, or something along those lines. Like definitely pretty good deck uh, and and I think something along these lines post-rotation will be quite good. Looking at it, sort of looking backwards into regular standard, it just looks like this deck should also have red in it and uh, yeah, just be playing teamer and playing ultimatums or... Just All be the current teamer adventures. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's got good cards in it and will probably be a little bit better post-rotation. I but, could uh, see yeah. this, if you were porting this deck into into current standard, I would probably play more counter magic to, uh, you know, counter those ultimatums and, and such. So, um, you know, maybe the blue-green one uh, or, you know, just more of the uh the mystical disputes or, or some, something like that. it's already got uh dwari disruption which always gets me <laughs> yes <laughs> always gets <laughs> me, me. Too. every uh, time <laughs> yeah uh but yeah i yeah i think this is uh this is a deck that is going to yeah there's, there's good cards left post rotation there's quandrix cultivator there's coma um yeah it's a uh, like turn two innkeeper turn three cultivator turn four um you know you, you're doing giant things so um it's a uh it's a great great deck really like uh a seeker's chariot is a little bit out of place and i don't like Neverwinter dryad like it's a, a three mana uh rainbow growth uh on a body which is okay like rainbow growth on a body historically has been good with you know sakura tribe elder but this one's got a two mana activation costs so it's, yeah uh, uh it's a, a little bit underpowered but that could be, you know, our bias of playing Eldraine cards for so long. Maybe yeah. maybe this is what standard magic cards are supposed to look like and we're just <laughs> yeah, not used to true. that anymore. Yeah. Yep. So, so does this deck count as moist green, as uh, Hemsy's been talking about? Oh, no, no. Hemsy's got, <laughs> so got honorable mentions on decks that, you know, <laughs> might be good post-rotation. Is Yeah, Hemsy in our Discord has been working on a, a version of the mono green uh beatdown deck which has gained some popularity i've been playing it in our leagues actually and uh but using the the pathways and um you know other the snarls to to splash for some some counter magic because like any aggressive deck you know it's great until they just cast an ultimatum so just having a uh having a one counter to give you that extra attack step to counter their sweeper or counter their big spell is uh, is good and you know if if it's called moist green i'm going to take the opportunity to say the word moist <laughs> as many times as i possibly can <laughs> hang on let me take a sip of my drink because i need a little bit more moisture in my mouth yep so i uh, hit up our discord and check out hamsey's moist green list um <laughs> i think i've said moist often enough now so uh the last deck that i had when do we cut about 55 minutes yeah. ago <laughs> Uh, so standard 2022 Rakdos mid-range is uh, another one that I uh, want to be good. Uh, I, I like it when there's a good just sort of Rakdos uh, 
kind of aggressive, kind of disruptive uh, deck in in standard. I, I think that's a good um, a good indication that it's a sort of healthy format where you want a deck that's good against creatures, but also has disruption and a bit of aggression to deal with. Uh, you know, the, the slower, more controlling decks. So uh, this one's playing Lolf Spider Queen, which is, uh, yeah, the uh, the zero to activate... Oh, sorry. So it's a five mana, uh, four loyalty planeswalker. Uh, whenever a creature control dies, put a loyalty counter on Lolf Spider Queen. So shorty. Cat oven. No, no, no. I'm not no, doing that. Um, long uh, long pre- gone. Yeah. Uh, it's got Valky, Acquisitions Expert. Um, Elderfang Disciple is uh, an interesting one. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, each opponent discards a card. So it's kind of the... It's just a, a Ravenous rat. Rats. Ravenous Rats, yep. Acquisitions Expert does a, a sort of version of that as well. Uh, except uh, Elderfang Disciple is also a cleric. So... Uh, makes acquisitions expert a little better. So sequencing, play your disciple before your expert. Um, uh, Kalein, reclusive painter, is a card with a lot of text on it. It's red black uh, for a legendary creature. One two. When Kalein enters the battlefield, create a treasure token. Other creatures you control have plus one plus one. Uh, sorry, enter the battlefield with a plus one plus one counter on them for each mana spent from treasure to cast them. So that's a nice little. Uh, ramp spell and um you could also get uh yeah makes things a bit bigger skull point merchant uh was mentioned in the previous in the black white one where it creates treasures and draws cards as well uh uh orcus prince of undeath cracker uh it's got undeath on it must be up your alley so it's x2 red black for a 5-3 flying trample uh when it enters the battlefield you could choose one of modes that are good in different situations and four gold spring dragon so it's a uh, a really cool kind of grindy deck that's got some small creatures that can get in some beats and disrupt and then with gold's band dragon uh orcus uh can really get in and uh finish the game quickly once you've stripped everything out of your opponent's hand so i like this i like this deck that's a lot. playing uh flunk which is from Strixhaven, which is one and a black instant target creature gets minus X, minus X until end of turn, where X is seven minus the number of cards in that creature's controller's hand. So you're stripping all the cards out of their hand, which makes your two-mana flunk a, uh, a whole lot better. Yep, absolutely. And nice. uh, Deadly Disputes as well to, um, you know, once you've cast your uh, Disciple or Acquisitions Expert, you can turn them into... Uh, extra cards, which is which is great. So it means that you're not playing off the top of your deck, which is often a uh, the fall down of one of these decks. You strip everything out of your opponent's hand, and then you're kind of just attacking with one ones, and they top deck a goldspan dragon, and you die anyway. Um, this lets you just keep finding gas, and it also works really well with the Spider Queen Planeswalker for putting counters on them. So yep. So the reality is that uh, we're basically all just playing the same decks. <laughs> That we play in standard, we kind of roll that into the uh, the next thing we're going to talk about, which is a quick update on the league. Uh, I've just been playing Mono Red again because it is still the same deck. It is still really good. It had uh, one very important upgrade in Burning Hands. Does did an amazing job against Rolling Royce of just uh, taking out all these creatures all the time and just bashing his face in. So. Yeah, pretty pretty happy with that. Mono Red's doing really well. Uh, Chewy, you said you're playing Mono Green in the uh, in the league matches. Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm just just enjoying get the it. beats on. Yeah, just get the beats on, and just didn't want to play Mono Red. It felt 
some it felt like it's the same thing right i'm just like playing creatures and attacking uh but it felt different because you know it was playing a couple of new cards it's got the two mana three three and um stuff but yeah it's you know it is what it is yep (laughs) i'm doing okay with it yeah so i i'm (laughs) i'm sitting on top of my group with a 4-0 start uh, with rolling royce right behind me on four and one with his only loss being to me uh, Chewy, you're sitting on top of your group with a 4-1 record, so yep. uh, you're doing pretty good. you got Skips uh, right behind you on 3-0, and so uh, plenty of matches getting played in your group, which is awesome to see. Uh, Cracker, how are you going? You, uh, you're you sitting on 1-1. One one. What have you been playing? I have been playing uh, Is It? The, uh, with... the deck you brewed up with Demi Lich. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm still playing around with different different spells and what to put in, but yeah, it's, it's the similar sort of thing. It's got... Sprite Dragons and um, Stormwing Entities, Stomps, Brazen Borrowers. Love those cards. I know that everyone's really sick of them, but <laughs> they're just so much fun to play. Yeah, I love them uh, Expressive Iteration is my new brainstorm. I frequently brick <laughs> where those cards are supposed to go. Yeah. You've got to make sure you read the, read the stuff yeah, at the top. It's just too hard yeah. for me, man. I'm not yeah. smart enough for that one, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, I've been having fun with it. Yeah, so one and one so far. Yep. Lost to I I won't give away the um the sweet tech that one of my um one of my league members is playing but um M Harris is chilling on on six and one for a reason their deck is um spicy and yeah. has the just the worst words the the absolute worst words known to magic is cannot be counted <laughs> when you're playing blue <laughs> yeah correct. <laughs> I lost. How was I supposed to deal with a six-six dragon, man? It says yeah. it can't be counted. Nice. My my loss came from a seeker's chariot triggering Winota. That was pretty good. Oh, nice. So, yeah, that was uh, very good. Yeah, that's a bit yep. of spice happening in the group Chewy as well. What about you, Stu? Emma well, Harris is new I to the am- league, so good to see they're doing well. And uh, yeah. yeah, Stu, how's your group going? I am also on top of my group's ladder, if you were to turn it round. <laughs> no, you, 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 I, you would be second. <laughs> you've, I, uh, got, you've got Maddie Paulson. I would be too. Yeah, you're right. I would be. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm killing it. I'm killing it. I'm, I'm 0-2 at the moment. Uh, I've played two games, so that's why I'm 0-2. And my first game, I played a Winotaless Winota. Okay. <laughs> As in you played it you, or you played against you just, it? You just oh, didn't no, draw I any Winotas? <laughs> just didn't draw any Winotas. Oh, okay. And uh, did the you just, just you, you talk about- Saving wild cards before I thought you maybe <laughs> yeah. that was your plan. No, no, no. It's just no, it seems pretty loose, buddy. <laughs> so then I went back to uh, an old faithful in Naya Adventures for my second match, which went a lot better. I still lost, but I got a game out of it, so you know I'm having fun. That's okay. Nice. You know we don't we don't all we don't all want to play mono red and spike it just for some imaginary <laughs> beans points. I mean. <laughs> What's going on there? Well, I went, uh, like, so I streamed this week and I thought, ah, I want to make sure I get plenty of matches in, you know, not just my matches, but I wanted to commentate on some other people's matches that were were meant to be getting played. So I was going to play Team Adventures because that's what I've been playing. And I thought, ah, no, I'll just play Mono Red. The matches will be done quick and we'll get to play more and watch more or whatever. And uh, yeah, 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 turns out it just (laughs) just went very well, so... No, you said I want those beans points. Yes, yes, we that's, know. We've got that's it. what it's all about. <laughs> so you've got Squid plays sitting on top of your uh, group with five and one. Yes, so. and and similar to what Cracker was saying about M Harris, Squid plays has got some pretty cool secret tech, and I don't want to give anything away, but yeah, I played them in my first match and got annihilated. I nice. I did nothing. In fact, I think in my in the Discord I said something like. Uh, That'll be, you know, the easiest match you've probably ever played. I did nothing. It was awesome. 
Uh, so, yeah, good to I see. I love this game. Lots of matches getting played. Uh, I would still like to see a few more played by the end of the week just to try and get through them. Uh, yeah, we've got three and a bit weeks left of this group stage and with uh, quite large groups of 14 players this time, there's a lot of matches that need to get played. So Give us an incentive then, Shorty. Give us an incentive to play some, well, some matches yes. this week. Go on. So each each and every week, uh, for every match that you play, you get a entry into the weekly draw. So... On, uh, we, we cut it off on Friday night, so it runs from Friday night to Friday night. We tally up the number of matches you've played. They go into the draw. So for each group, there is a $5 Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar voucher up for grabs. So you can go and bid on some cards and get a nice little discount. And then we'll put all the groups together and draw a name out of the uh, random generator and give away a D&D collector's booster. So... That's each week. So there's the uh, the four five dollar Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar vouchers and the collector's booster. So yeah, you you want to be trying to play you know three four five matches each week. So you got plenty of opportunities to get your hands on those. So get into it, get them get them done. Uh, there's heaps of chat going on at the moment. Lots of people playing, but uh, yeah, hopefully we can get a heap done over the weekend where it might suit the uh, international players a little bit better. Speaking of uh, awesome things you can win, uh, we have a Twitter giveaway that we announced on the uh, the league draw stream last week. Stu, do you want to tell everyone tell everyone what that is? Right. So over on Twitter, we are currently giving away a regular a draft booster box of Modern Horizons Two. The entire mm. box, the contents of all you've got to do is look us up on Twitter, Magic Beans Cast, like, follow, follow the instructions in the post. That's how easy it is. And, yeah, go in the running to win one of those. That'd be amazing. Yeah. So pretty pretty good prize. Shout out to Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar again for uh, for giving us that box to give away. Sure, they look uh, after us. It is, is open to anyone in the whole world. So, yeah, make sure you get on there, follow the instructions, retweet, all that sort of stuff, and uh, get in the running for that. When's that being drawn? Uh, it's running till the 16th of August. So we'll uh, – Three we'll- weeks? Plenty of time. Yeah, about another three weeks. We'll probably do the draw on a stream or something along those lines and, yeah, give away an entire uh, box, which is like 300 bucks-ish of, of value. So, I know free a good stuff. way to save postage. How? Well, just, the easiest way is for me to just crack it. Um, well, yeah. It's not quite what I had in mind. <laughs> <laughs> it, it had cracker your, in it somewhere. Clothes, it definitely yeah, had yeah. cracker in it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we'll wrap up. Uh, one thing I just wanted to mention, I forgot to mention earlier when we we're talking about the ESL event, uh, they actually have uh, what they're calling the ESL Magic the Gathering Arena Educational Cup, which I don't know, why, I don't understand what that is, but it's an event that's on Sunday the first of August, so that would be next weekend, and it's just like a one-off event. Uh, again, free to enter. It is just Swiss rounds. And there's actually some pretty good prizes up for grabs. So uh, prizes for top eight with first place being a Forgotten Realms set booster box and then just a bunch of nice. set, set boosters for, for the rest of the uh, people in top eight. So I think there's like 35-ish people, uh, yeah, 35 players signed up for that one. So, yeah, be a good one to jump in on, uh, play a little bit of standard and, uh, yeah, try and win yourself some set boosters. So go and check that out. Like I said, I'll put the link in the show notes for the uh, for that event. So I think that's going to do us for this week. We will do our usual wrap-up. Uh, yeah, if you do want to get in on our events, the leagues, uh, we will have another league this year and one more one-day event. So the best way to get in on those is to be in our Discord 
and uh, being in our Discord is just awesome anyway because there's so many cool people in there talking about random things like moist green and whatever else is going on. So come and join us in there. Link is always in the show notes. If you want to support us directly, you can buy some sweet Magic Beans gear at our merch store. Again, the link is in the show notes. Go and check out our sponsors, Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. Just go to jpmtgbazaar.com.au or search them up on Facebook. Join the auction group and get in on their daily auctions. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter, all of those places. Just search for Magic Beans or Magic Beans Cast, and you'll find us on there. If you want to find me on Twitter, I am at Peace Inc. Chewy, you are? At Chewy MTG. And Cracker? At Joel Hill underscore. And Stu? At M Stewie. Very good. So that's going to do us for this week. Thank you, as always, for listening. Stay safe out there, and we will see you all next time. Bye.